Hello and welcome to another episode of Laying Down the Lore 40k, a lore podcast in which we aim to separate our Dukari from our Dark Angels, our Tyranids from our Tau, and our Craft Worlds from our Chaos Marines, and generally ask, what's up with this Warhammer 40k stuff? My name is Ben Crone Barber, and I know pretty much fuck all about 40k. With me is my co-host, Christopher Crallen Allen. Hey there. Who knows absolutely fuck all about 40k. True, I'm not a cat. And my dear brother, Darren. What? Who knows so much about 40k, it's a wonder he has time to do anything else. Uh. Over the years, this dichotomy between our levels of understanding became clear, and this series is an attempt to address that, that ignorance. 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 Morning, fella. Morning, fella. What are you saying? What are you wearing? Just marigolds. Have you noticed Mate. that he's not worn his tank tops in quite a while, Chris? Uh, he's lost it. He's lost it. He's lost tank he top to have confidence. It, and now he's lost yeah. it. Yeah. It's probably because he went to that, uh, what was it, the space camp he went to? Void camp. <laughs> Void camp. <laughs> Listeners, to, uh, prior to the record, Ben mispronounced the test that uh, they give a Blade Runner. <laughs> it says Voigtkampf. I'm looking you at it a right now. A little bit didn't you? <laughs> yeah. How do you, you pronounce it? Voigt. Voigtkampf. Kampf. That should uh, that, that A should definitely be an O, man. That is. <laughs> that's not well, fair. That's how it, it's not that's fair. How it, that's how it starts, Ben. It is suddenly you're all over Europe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh look! Look at this neighboring country I accidentally invaded. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in for a penny, in well, for a pound. Yeah, this is my friend Craig who moves quite quickly. No Blitz Craig. No, never mind. Please yourselves. <laughs> um, Crowley. Yo. So we got another another message from uh, Inquisitor Randall McDangle. Um, oh God! Says, I forgot he even existed. <laughs> it was literally last episode of what you've been doing. Like. Anyway, it wasn't a, a voice message. It was just a, an email, uh, a oh, space, okay. yeah. a spemail. No, no, that's something different. <laughs> <laughs> so he was just saying that he, he feels that you might benefit from some positive reinforcement because obviously okay. la, la, his message last goddamn time. Yeah, <laughs> you know, his last stance was quite, <laughs> quite harsh, you know. So he said cunty. basically if you get – if you. If if you get over ninety percent, he'll buy you a beer. Okay, it's a Which shame I don't nice. drink, but sure, thank you. Yep. <laughs> okay, um, but I mean, you know, in light of that uncharacteristic gesture, uh, I yeah. thought I'd mark the occasion with uh, a new jingle. You ready? Okay. Yeah. 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 My name's Crawl. No, what? Don't spoil this for me, Darren. Citizen of the Imperium, it's time for frontal lobotomy or bottle in front of me. <laughs> you got a child where, where under you 10 years old <laughs> to say it's time for a frontal lobotomy or a bottom in front of me. A bottle. Is that what's happened? <laughs> Not a bottom. <laughs> a bottle. Oh, God. Thank Christ. Cut. Thank God. Christ. Cut. <laughs> yeah. Cut. Whoa. Jesus. A bottle, lads. That's Randall was offering a beer. He didn't say, Growl, if you get over 90%, I'll moon you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, 
Right, before we crack on, just need to say a massive thank you to our dear friend Fiona for recording that for us, and to Helena, who did our outro for us, and of course the man who brought these two wonderful human beings into the world, Michael. So thanks, guys. What about Michael's parents who got Michael into the world? Yeah. And then their parents. What about Michael's wife? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Michael's wife didn't have anything to do with arranging her children to record those things. So I didn't think to say Apart from bringing them up, then. I mean, yeah. Okay. And let's maybe. Oh, my God. You're such a pig. The grocer and the butcher down the road who provided the food. And um, yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. Right, Kral, are you ready yes. for frontal lobotomy or bottle in front of me? Uh, I'll take the latter, please. Okay. What two alternative names are, is the warp known by? What is the warp known by? The Chaos Realm? Yeah. Uh... Is that an answer? What What's happening three now? names. <laughs> okay, what three names? <laughs> let, let me let me reword what Randall was saying here. What two alternative names specific to 40k are okay. is the warp known by? Okay. Not the webway, because that's the one in between the Chaos Realm yep. and the uh, and the actual and reality. Well, hang on, so you you weren't being asked way. for what it's not called. That's, <laughs> this that is my, the this is the process, Darren. All right, this is my process. Yeah. What, what to get is to the answer? Warp? It's yeah. definitely not elephant, and it's definitely Webster's not... Dictionary defines the warp as. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a long episode if you need to go yeah, through exactly. every word that it's I'm not. I'm pretty sure it's not a waffle iron. Okay, uh, <laughs> specific to 40k. The warp is known as well. It's got to be one has got to be the chaos realm, right? It's no, the realm of chaos. So, uh, no, <laughs> no. How do I not know this? I mean, I'm actually angry at myself here. It's, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right, I'll lobotomize myself. I'll say I'll save you. The fucking- <laughs> I don't need to. I, I basically am lobotomized, aren't I? Look, I don't know why you're fighting this process, Crowl. It's just this is the, this is the way it goes there, right? I think for the okay. first time in the three years we've been doing this, I'm actually worried. I'm like, <laughs> I should do this. <laughs> okay, do you? Go on, no, that, I give up. Go on. Yeah. Okay, so one of the names is the Sea of Souls. The Sea of Souls. Yeah. 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 You knew that. Yeah. And the Immaterium. Yeah. The Ethereum, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have yeah, got that. Have oh, got that, no. oh, the Sea of Souls, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Second question: Name the four steeds of the Chaos Gods. The four skins of the Chaos Gods. Steeds, um, not oh, the mounts. Uh, okay, fine. <laughs> Name the four skins of the gods. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Floppy. <laughs> I thought that was just me that named it, but okay. Um, <laughs> the four steeds, as in the personal mounts, not just their battle no, steeds, no, like the, the, the juggernauts and things like that. They're no, actually their the, personal. Yeah, exactly. The steeds within the pantheons. Oh, Inquisitor Randall. Is it Ra- Inquisitor Randall? Is that the one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Inquisitor Randall, you bugger. Oh. Well, you got the first one. Let's get you started on the first one. The first one was Juggernauts, the Juggernauts yeah. of Corn. You said that, yeah, but you said. I oh, sorry, I thought you said it wasn't just the Pantheons. It wasn't. Ju- it was like their no, personal. No, it's the like, for, like it, Pegasus. Do you no, know what I mean? No, no, no. Like, no just you know in the Pantheon, each okay, god yeah, all right. Juggernauts, right? Juggernauts is one. Uh, the the flying discs of Zinch. 
Excellent. Uh, yeah. Well done. Well uh, done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, what were the mounts of Nurgle? I'll go back to that. Uh, and then who's the other? Slanesh. Were they the um, like Ardvarki type? They're all a bit Ardvarki, aren't they? That's a little bit of a. <laughs> that's a bit <laughs> of a get out. Sorry, I, I retract that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Redundant. Top, yeah, yeah, yeah. Top to bottom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Never bottom to top, Ben. Never bottom to top. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, flying discs of Zeech, Juggernauts, and I'm spent. Don't know. What are the Nurgle okay. and Slaneshi ones? So Nurgle is, is is it called a palanquin? A palanquin, yes. Palanquin. So it's like a A, a, a Kralanquin. A Kralanquin. Yeah. <laughs> carried by loads of tiny little Nurgly crowds. Ah, yes. Yeah, little yeah, tiny yeah. crowls. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and yeah. the Slanesh one, I wrote snakes. I can't. Uh, sorry, Randall wrote snakes. He, I don't think he knows what the uh, what the this deed of Slanesh is. It's the uh, ridiculously called steed of Slanesh. <laughs> That's actually what it's called. <laughs> that would have been really <laughs> shit. Something that would have been great if Crowl had just been like, "Yeah, I know them. It's the steed of Corn, the steed of Nurgle, the steed of Slanesh, and the steed of Zeech." <laughs> yeah, it's the one that has like an Ardvarki head, a snake body with breasts, and two like ostrich legs. Do you know what, Crowl? I'm going to give you that because you said Ardvark. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter because you, you weren't able to. Yeah, you weren't able to name all four, but yeah, you know, it was a solid effort, mate. Three out of yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we talked about the demon primarchs. Can you mm. name mm. the six demon primarchs? The demon primarchs uh, is yep. Angron one of them? Yes. Yep. Angron. There is someone, the Changer of Ways. What's his false? Name? No, the Changer no, of Ways okay. is a, is one of the Pantheon, isn't it? Changer False. Changer of Changer Ways, of ways is, the key, is Zinch. Key. It's it's the other name for Zinch. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was that or that. Okay, fine. The Changer of I do, ways. and I can even I re- even remember the minis as well, because we, when we went into Element Games, great shot, by the way, when we were over at Warhammer Fest earlier this year, I saw them all, so I can picture them all. And I remember the Nurgle... Demon Primarch had kind of, he was like a, a big old wings and shit. They all have wings there, don't they? I give up. <laughs> big old wings and shit. That's pretty much his name. That's pretty much yeah, what yeah. he looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it's what they're name. all called. Big old wings and shit one. Big old wings and shit two. <laughs> right, so you big had, old wings uh, and shit the third. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big old wings and shit continued. So you have, you have Fulgrim. Who is the? I, I do you know what? I'm not even going to attempt that because I'll definitely. Go <laughs> you had Fulgrim, Mortarian, who's the Nurgle one that you mentioned. Uh, okay, yeah, um, Mortarian. Yeah, Ma- yeah, yeah, Eric yeah. the Red. You remember Eric? Eric the Red, the Red from <laughs> Thousand Suns. Yeah. Is that right? Wow, yes, crowd. that's it. Yeah. Fucking a man. Yeah. You're asking the wrong questions, madness. mate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I should be asking those really small, weird details that you remember. Uh, exactly. Peter Abo. You remember Peter Rabo? Uh, Pete. Perta- yeah, yeah, Perta- yeah, Rabo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Lorgar. Yeah. 
And of course, you had Angron, who you've remembered. Oh, the demon princess. Basically, the people that... Oh, the demon princess. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant uh, the demon princes. Right, okay. Oh, the ones that the ones that are in not not the sea of souls, not the puddle of persons. Yeah. I see, I see. No, this is good. This is me learning, right? Because I'm connecting the dots. And I was like, demon princess. You were supposed to be learning last episode. Joined Horace. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. Okay. Learning. No, this is good for me. Okay. This is good. All right. Final good question. For you. Bad for my blood pressure. <laughs> final question, Crow. Name the three ways, in, or name three ways in which demons can enter corporeal space. They can inally, orally, and the other one. <laughs> what Darren said. <laughs> <laughs> They can certainly burst through an unfortunate psyker who loses their mind and loses their ability to contain the power, can't they? Just bleh, well, I mean, we've power. all been there. Okay. Yeah, exactly. We can all relate. So that's one. In the case of Eric Sash Magnus the Red, he threw a telepathic spear and basically ruptured the uh, the defenses of it. So could, in that sense, could could that also be used? Could they just... Could the defense, as it were, the barrier between the corporeal world and and uh, the sea of souls, um, could that just be <laughs> ruptured? Learning. Could that just be ruptured and they come through that way? Is that an acceptable? T- technically, way yes. Through? Technically, yes, it could. Or well, whether it's a warp gate or a, an artifact that opens up a channel into the immaterium, yes, that that is correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Was that one of the three answers? By the way, is that, it, was that yes? What technically, yeah, yes. Okay, okay. What you've so described in your kind of weird ADHD fashion <laughs> is <laughs> correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the last one is through song and dance. They can dance their way from <laughs> <laughs> Sea of Souls into the real world. <laughs> they moonwalk into the warp. <laughs> <laughs> they shoulder shimmy. Shake what your mama gave you. <laughs> exactly. They twerk. They twerk the way into the real world. How about that? Well, tan- again, a, f- a sliver of what you're saying is true because warp <laughs> stores, a if a warp store breaches through into the real world, demons can, in fact, shimmy their way onto planets hey. uh, through that. But uh, that would be a disgusting uh, image when you consider the demons of Nurgle. All their yeah, innards man. flapping around the place. Oh, yeah. They just shimmy themselves into bits. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> like a dead cat in a tornado. <laughs> <laughs> um, any, anything more static, Crow? Any, anything less temporary? Like a big door? That's already been mentioned. <laughs> chaos, chaos storm. Chaos something. I'm bored of this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, Dar, you're gonna you're gonna have to. Uh, Randall didn't send us the answers for those ones, so you'll have to. <laughs> so technically, it's warp storms, artifacts such as uh, webway corrupted webway gates, or individual kind of pieces of technology that are able to open up such a portal. Usually, at the hands of chaos cultists. They'll uh, either activate them or worship around them. Worship at them, which is disturbing. <laughs> uh, Worshipping around you, not at you. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're worshipping no. about you. Yeah. We'd lo- we love you, but we're not in love with you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then demonic possession, poor psychers getting um, penetrated, as they say cool. in Ireland. All right. Through their souls. Yes. Cool. Excellent. I was when I was saying static thing. I was talking more about like the eye of terror, but I think I that's I a warp storm as well. That's a warp that's storm. A warp. No, no, it's you were it. right. Oh, okay, right. But it was more. It was more. We were looking more for the category rather than the. Specific. Oh, you mean a warp storm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. You see, Darren. You see what I have to work with here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Kraut! Do you know what, Kraut? I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a one for that. I think. I think you did. So that was. I'm one loving of, the sympathy points. One out of four. Mate. Sympathy well done. points. Well done. <laughs> Unfortunately, that yeah, beer is. I feel sorry for this loser point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been on so many dates like that. What? <laughs> uh, right. Before we move on, we have been informed by our uh, one of our dear friends that it makes more sense for us to ask for help at the start of the podcast rather than at the end, because the likelihood is that an hour and a half into this shit, none of you are actually listening anymore. So, way to, to subliminally advertise, Ben. <laughs> Smoke. <laughs> we are about to beg for money. <laughs> Big thank you to our Patreon supporters. You guys are amazing. We love um, you. If you're not part of this merry band, and by some miracle you end up enjoying this <laughs> shit show, you can click on the Patreon link in the description and sign up today for as little as £3. This will give you access to our Discord, so you can join our our merry little uh, international group of time wasters. Kral, uh, how would you describe Discord in one word? Uh, one word? Oh, fuck. Um, okay, two words. I'll allow you two absolute words. Absolute joy. Fucking love those guys. I love our community. And anyone and everyone should get involved. It's just an amazing place. I couldn't agree more. And I know terms and conditions apply. (laughs) 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 Your investment um, may go up and down. (laughs) (laughs) Most likely down. Let's not give false hope. Also, if you are keen to support the podcast but you don't fancy a subscription, there's a ton of other ways uh, that you can do that. Just click on the supporters link in the description where you'll find our affiliate links and other support platforms. Thanks again for listening. This has been excruciating. Well done, Betty. You mean, (laughs) hang on. You mean I've lubed up for nothing? Is that what basically (laughs) we're saying? You never lube up for nothing, Darren. There's never a waste, <laughs> wasted lube, lubification. Do you know how long? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do you know how long it took me to climb the stairs covered in lube? <laughs> it was like. How many attempts? It was like a ridged flume. I'm, I'm saying, I'm not saying it was bad, but it was just, it took ages. At least the, rib, the, at least the ribs were on the inside for your oh, pleasure, my, you know? God. <laughs> Oh, <sighs> right. Uh, Kept making goofy noises. <laughs> <laughs> right, Dar, can we have some content, please? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, what the hell did we cover last episode? Yes, chaos. And if I remember c- correctly, it was a pretty chaotic <laughs> summary of chaos. So I thought we'd bring it down a notch. And then to the left, which is the sinister side, because we're going to talk about 
the mortal forces of chaos in the real world, in what I like to call Ooh. the desert of souls. No, oh, the, the desert of souls. The desert of souls. Oh, the desert of souls. <laughs> That's right, my little puddings. We're going to talk about the forces of chaos. <laughs> so what I thought we'd do is throw a bit more structure around this episode of content and describe really, or outline really, the four kind of separate things we're going to talk about. We'll first touch upon the Chaos Legions, which are the original, how many, Chris? Fuck knows, 21 and a half. That's right, nine. We're going to talk about the nine, nine. legions yes, crowd. <laughs> of, um, <laughs> of, the, of the original kind of Horus Heresy bent. We'll then have a look at uh, more recent Chaos Renegades who go under the title of Renegades. We'll then touch on <laughs> a, a kind of off-misused term, warbands, which is used both as a adverb and a noun. That's exciting. Uh, and then I don't know what either and of then, those things are. I've never, I've never been able to get my head around what verbs and adverbs and nouns are. It doesn't matter how many nouns times you explain it to me. Verbs is, are doing words. And verbs are doing words. Are describing words. Wait, wait, wait for it. And are you done your description? It's gone. It's gone. I, I, I don't. Okay. There's just there's some blockage in my head. It won't allow it. Uh, so a noun is a describing word. Yes. No. No, a noun. <laughs> there you go. Name. Perfect. Both of you. So it's been a noun. The day I teach you guys something is the day we stop the podcast. All right. <laughs> Technically, Ben is a pronoun. Don't don't massage his ego like that. All right. <laughs> yeah. You don't get more pronoun than me. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. What does it mean then for the forces of chaos in the physical world? Or what does it mean that there are forces of chaos in the physical world? These are oft used as the big bad of the 40k universe. So these are humans, sometimes non-humans, who have fallen to chaos, either through direct corruption, through warp storms or artifacts, or they've been recruited into chaos cults or infected by chaos cults. Or indeed, they have undergone so much trauma within the horrific reality of the Imperium of Man that their mind has broken and they've just turned to powers that want worship to be uh, saved. And we touched last episode on the kind of four great chaos gods, and we'll do them in numerical order of their chaos numbers, and that's Slanesh, Nurgle, Korn, and Zinch. And they represent excess, both sexy and non-sexy for Slanesh. Despair oh. and life is, is really uh, what Nurgle kind of looks after. Korn is warfare, bloodshed, murder, killing. And uh, Zinch then is both hope and mutation, so change in some fashion. Mr. Chris? Nurgle is the god of despair and uh, life. Nothing yes. to do with disease as per the old world, Nurgle? Are they, are they oh, no, viewed no. differently? Or are no, they the ex exactly the same god. They're just 
uh, described slightly differently. He is the plague okay. father. So he is okay. referred to as the plague father and other kind of general relations that you might have with disease. But he is also viewed as a god representing life. Now, that does not mean life as we would understand human life. He would be perfectly happy if we were a diseased pile of mushrooms. That would be mm. life. We we are no different to that to him. Which we basically are, aren't we, really? Forty percent of us is mushroom, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um it's funny, the the concept of Nurgle, I feel that like Nurgle is spoke about the most earnestly in terms of like at face value, he looks like a bit well, you don't actually see them, do you? But like him and his his followers uh, summarize kind of a big plague-ridden, diseased, um, uh, uh, gnarly, gnarly characters. But that belies the actual meaning of Nurgle. Nurgle isn't that. That isn't the essence of him. It's about rebirth. It's actually about it, as a par- almost a paradox. It's about life and growth. Yes, and I think that it seems yeah. to be a bit of an effort to kind of make a point about that. That there's a bit of a paradox about Nurgle. Is that fair? Sorry, is it is it is it at all the kind of West? You know how the Western idea of death is is often quite separate from life, as opposed to uh, it being viewed as part of life. Which is why I think we struggle to grasp that that um, kind of other uh, alternative meaning behind Nurgle, because like as the description is kind of clearly states like the death that comes as a result of infection and plague is very much a part of life but for us that doesn't kind of sit right it doesn't make any sense well this has taken a turn hasn't it <laughs> got real philosophical <laughs> real. but i think you've got a point you know out my uh, maybe that's my view my cultural background Kind of uh, brushing it, uh, 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 I should say, painting it out of that brush. You know, death and disease is like at the end. That's the way I've kind of inherently been educated, yeah. if you like. Yeah, Whereas yeah, yeah. in many societies, death is it's... part of life. Life is yeah. part of death. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Absolutely. Yeah. You make a compelling case, Chris. This will be our last episode uh, <laughs> in the grand <laughs> flow of life. Chaos solved. And when you mean Chaos the last episode, solved. you mean the beginning of the next episode, right? Oh, yes. Growl, yeah. you are. Huh? <laughs> Good use of names, In fact, Chris. in a very real way, we're already recording the next episode. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. My, what? Oh my, <laughs> boom. my tiny mind yep. can't take this. Speaking of tiny minds, let's steer back towards the average citizen of the Imperium who has, uh, Kral, two words describe <laughs> the lot of uh, the average citizen in the Imperium of Man. Submissive peasants. There we go. Uh, and thus, the submissive peasantry of the Imperium don't really have that much in terms of either hope or, or kind of even ambition so when an opportunity comes along for them to either stick the knife into their overseers or change their fate in some magnificent way it's usually done through the in quotes kindness of uh, chaos cults that come in help them out and suddenly they feel part of something that values them they, uh, there is no value to human life within the imperium um, with chaos, that's very much how they get in to the corporeal universe or how they influence the corporeal universe. Thus, 
you see the growth of chaos cults on a lot of planets, including Terra. There are a handful of not only chaos cults, but gene stealer cults. What are gene stealer cults, Darren? Shut the fuck up. We'll deal with that in about nine episodes. Uh, so <laughs> chaos cults. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Quite the reaction. <laughs> Well, it's a very touchy subject for me. So, uh, <laughs> were you touched once by a gene stealer? A gene stealer once plunged his oviposter into me, and, then, and you'll understand what that means completely <clears throat> in about nine episodes. Time. <clears throat> I will also um, be able to tell you what type of word an oviposter is. Go on, have I a guess. That's episodes. a real word. <laughs> go on, go on, have a guess. It is a it's real word, a, but have a guess. It's a fake word. That's that's what kind of word is it? Uh, One, is it no, a, and two. It's a. Is it an adjective? No. No. It's a noun. <laughs> okay, that that makes more sense. I was going to say noun, but then I thought, hang on, what do you mean it makes more sense? Well, because I was going to say noun, and then I just thought, no, nah, you don't know what you're talking about, Ben. Go with the opposite of what you think. The way the the this easy is, way to remember it is naming a noun is a naming nothing nah. you're you're just wasting your time if Growl. it's a naming word i'm it's 40 this is it hasn't sunk in yet listeners Maybe. these guys haven't realized <laughs> it yet but if you're if you've listened to the one of the more recent episodes of the was it the fantasy one we did where it was the bastard episode do you remember you so this blasted. this is this is the grammar episode excellent <laughs> Which is laying grandma the, episode. <laughs> laying down the, gra- the noun. <laughs> laying down the grandma. What? Lay, um, laying, so, laying, down, laying, laying down the lore. That's fucking difficult to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, chaos cults that draw in uh, aspects of the Imperium within themselves. And by aspects, I have misspoken and I meant people. So, when a chaos cult gets large enough, they're able to have their members penetrate a lot of different organizations. Guys, great job on keeping your faces straight when I said both members and penetrate in the same sentence. Ben, what's a sentence? No, never mind. Uh, So they're able to uh, corrupt the kind of planetary organizations um, that they are uh, a part of. So what you start seeing is there'll be, or you'll start seeing munitions, uh, foodstuffs, equipment be reassigned to kind of dead hives where the Chaos Cult has its base. So they're building up uh, enough equipment and personnel to be able to either take over a hive or in many cases, take over a world. So they'll squat, They're, they're squatters. In, they'll just take over abandoned places. Absolutely, yes, absolutely. Okay. And what yeah. you'll find is that uh, as they grow in influence, they're able to get into not just kind of uh, logistical uh, organizations, but then get into political and military organizations on the planet as well. So you'll find that uh, the PDF, the Planetary Defense Force that each uh, imperial governor is uh, required to have, can become corrupted. And so you see entire regiments of troops will be slowly corrupted or their their command staff will be corrupted. So thus, uh, soldiers think they're fighting for the Imperium when they're in fact fighting for uh, a chaos power. Mr. Ben. How do they corrupt them? Because it, it strikes me as a kind of like you couldn't just kind of 
bring it up slyly in conversation because you you may like so um yeah what's you know chaos is pretty cool right <laughs> and then the <laughs> other guy be like uh no. like yeah i disagree <laughs> and you're dead uh, like, yeah what do they do or do they just kind of like wave you know dangle something in front of them put them into hypnosis and then bam chaos well, I think it's it's as different as, or it's as varied as uh, people are. So in some cases, it'll be greed, bribery. In some other cases, it'll be they need to gain influence or have a, an opponent removed. It's very much the similar process we discussed when we looked at how chaos gets champions, how chaos corrupts citizens of the old world uh, right, when we were discussing right. fantasy. So it's manipulation. Exactly right, yeah. Right. It's manipulation, desire, but they do give something, but in return they take everything. Much like Leonidas screamed in his weird Scottish Greek accent in the movie 300. Okay, the new! <laughs> 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 You've not seen 300, have you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I love that. So they're like, guys, you can have a much better life and it'll only cost you the low, low price of everything you have. <laughs> yeah. Everything sounds you like are a deal. as well. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a deal, Mr. Demon, and I'm only trusting you because you've got horns. <laughs> Bring that paper over here. I mean, everything that a uh, Imperium citizen has, actually, you know, like relatively speaking, that's probably the world to them. But actually, is it a good deal? You know what I mean? Do some people do some people acknowledge and realize that they have a shit life, and they actually, well, I've got nothing to lose. Fuck it, you can have everything. Or are there some, you know, how's it how's it viewed? Yeah, I mean, again, it's going to be. It'll depend on their social class. So you know, a lowly scribe within the the administratum. They really don't have anything. They they will have been the one hundredth member of their line to uh, be a scribe, and if they don't want to be a scribe anymore, they'll you know they can give over everything. They have nothing to offer, except in many cases they actually do because if you're a corrupted scribe, you can corrupt the messages you are transmitting. You you are translating, so you can uh, kind of. If you've got a handful of scribes at various levels within a, a, a you know a, a single planet, you can corrupt the communications or corrupt the data and information sharing in that planet. So it's you know the the well, ones just like who, throw in a rogue full stop here and there just every like, now oh, and man. then, yeah. Using yeah. adjectives instead of adverbs, Ben. Woo! <laughs> Wow, yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and 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 thus. You know, pleas for help or orders to the PDF regiment to go and uh, purge this uh, <laughs> cult PDF. or what have you. The PDF uh, regiment just sounds so shit, doesn't it? It's just, <laughs> just really does. compressed small files. Uh, <laughs> get out there! <laughs> All their buildings are made using Adobe. Moving on. Uh, the, <laughs> well, the, yeah, um, always value your administrators, man. Always, you yeah. know, in any corporation, they are the cornerstone and the bottleneck if they want to be. So treat them well because they can really ruin your day or make your day very, very easy. So shout out to all the all the admin scribes. And shout out to all the waiting staff because I've never understood the logic of shouting at people that handle your food. Oh, yeah. Do you know mm -hmm. how much mm -hmm. saliva rude people ingest on a daily basis? 
<laughs> Not <Fucking> enough. Mental. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Back to the real problems in the fake world. Uh, so we have... Uh, <laughs> Let's get into some verbs. Uh, as you go up through the kind of hierarchy of a planetary's administration, you get to kind of the 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 executive levels. And these are the ones that the forces of chaos really offer the world, in, in some cases literally to. And these are the ones that more often than not become chaos champions now we've dealt with that in the fantasy uh, podcast but rather than kind of fob you off uh, we'll um we'll describe it here so chaos champions are ones that are granted gifts from chaos gods for their loyalty and service and ultimately will be able to lead one or more chaos cults to take over a planet and thus that planet becomes a base for chaotic forces. Uh, in terms of gifts, it ranges from the obvious supernatural uh, elements associated with the four chaos gods. So if you're a follower of Zinch, you can become an amazing psyker, even if you were born a non-psyker. Nurgle, you're, you look a bit kind of chubby and diseased. I won't look in a mirror. Uh, and thus you're <laughs> able to uh, take over, you're, you become tougher and you have greater endurance. With Slanesh, you become this kind of decadent fop that's able to um, basically cornhole anything that exists and find it boring. Uh, and then <laughs> with corn, you become this kind of supreme Genghis Khan warlord style character. There are, of course, ranks within the champions and the ultimate kind of reward that a, that a champion can be given is demonhood where you ascend into the demonic pantheon of a chaos god and you become a demon prince. I bet you get a little certificate with that as well. A little <laughs> to put on the wall. Like. You, you get a big handful of physical mutations, a load of chaos gifts, and a certificate. Yeah. <laughs> Wicked. So these uh, the demon princes then are the ones that can command a lot of the mortal forces of chaos and indeed there are demon princes that lead the demonic legions uh, of chaos uh, which we touched on last episode i think it's worth discussing kind of what happens to the different planets once they're conquered uh, and, and what i mean by that is there's various different ways that chaos corrupts the kind of administration or ruling body of a, a a planet so we went into depth into necromunda there a few episodes back necromunda necromunda dude they they have chaos cults uh, within necromunda and the one that has been described to the fullest i suppose is the corpse grinder cults these are the ones that are uh, that manage the process of turning dead humans into Mm. Soylent Green into corpse starch. And these are almost Delicious. universally corrupted by the uh, chaos cults of corn. So they are very kind of, well, quite literally, viscerally pulling apart humanity in uh, Necromunda. Now, 
on other hive worlds, there have been instances where such cults, whether it's the corpse grinder cults, corpse grinder style cults uh, of Necromunda, have kind of taken over an entire kind of subsector of uh, humanity or of the process of humanity on a planet, and then have risen and destroyed whole hives and ultimately taken over a, a hive world. In those kinds of situations, the entire world comes into a kind of demonically run abattoir where humans <laughs> are, they either dedicate themselves to the worship of corn or they are kind of ritually sacrificed or hunted or, you know, and killed in the name of corn. Once it gets to a certain level, once there's a certain level of corruption and a certain level of kind of psychic turmoil around a planet, it's entirely possible for the warp to engulf the planet, for it to become a kind of area where kind of reality and the sea of souls merge and you get what's called a demon world. And a demon world in the example of a corn kind of worshipping abattoir, is where the very planet itself turns into a kind of engine of destruction, where it's trying to uh, kill and consume in the name of corn. And any worshipper of corn who's powerful enough, and I mean physically and reputationally powerful enough, can in fact have the world change to their whims and needs. So suddenly you'll get battlefields will instantly clear and become a flat plain that you're able to fight on, or uh, huge spikes of stone will come out of the ground, uh, cats and dogs living together in marital bliss, all kinds of nonsense uh, will happen. <laughs> wow. Now Sounds that's very inclusive. Uh, yeah. So that's, you know, for corn, you would have lakes of blood, rivers of blood, there'd be skull mountains, all this kind of stuff. Little Everything fountains of blood. Little, a little Japanese garden of skulls and blood. With a tiny little ornate uh, blood bird bath in the middle. Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And a little rake that, to yeah. uh, make those funny patterns in the skull <laughs> dust. Yeah, in the skull, skull dust. dust. <laughs> uh, now, that's, that's kind of all the aspects of corn. Slanesh, uh, uh, who is corn's opposite. Here we go. Those kinds of uh, planets will become one of two things, really. A demonic paradise world, which is just, it would look like heaven, but don't look underneath the the surface or you'll see, you know, entire slave classes being whipped into oblivion to be able to power your orgasmic choir. You know, the place will be awash with like a sea made of perfume or clouds made of kind of, uh, you know, how is it? Sexually candy assaulting candy floss? Yeah, that kind of idea. <laughs> uh, and you would have like gardens of unearthly delights where Slaneshi aardvark demons would do aardvarky things so Licky that you end up being complete. Tongues. I believe we've used the phrase tromboned before. It's never a truer word has been spoken about what would happen to someone uh, on a Slaneshi planet. The Slaneshi or, garden so of trombones. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so it becomes this horrific paradise world, or as Ben hinted at the start, a tit planet. Just fucking <laughs> just, lunatic. 
Uh, <laughs> is a tit planet a planet made of tits, or is it just one single tit floating through space? I, th- I think it's dealer's choice, really, Ben, at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> it's 50-50. It could go either way. <laughs> now, because we are a compassionate and inclusive podcast, you also get something called the Wang World. <laughs> I'll leave it to nice. yourselves. Nice. Leave it to yourselves. Is it a collection uh, of wangs or is it one big wang? We'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> Who can say? <laughs> so, and then Nurgle, really, it's uh, variations on a theme of disease. Uh, you get uh, plague planets, pus planets, uh, planets oh. made completely of intestines that then rupture and chaotic demons oh. come out and all of these will have been originally corporeal worlds uh, imperial worlds where that have been like industrial civilized planets like our own planet uh, imagine our own planet turning into effectively a suppurating big toe uh, and then demons obviously etc etc mr ben I know that you've described the the Imperium's ability to annihilate a planet with something like a virus bomb. Do they have a weapon like the Death Star? You know, if they came across one of those planets, not literally, eh, um, would they... Because vir- all virus bombs going to do is kind of wipe the surface clean of organic material, is my understanding, and then set all of the sulfury, farty gases alight. But you know, a planet like that, you you just want rid of the planet. You don't want to just kill the surface of it, do you? So, can it can it destroy whole planets? Uh, they can render whole planets inert. Right. If that makes any uh, sense. They have the capacity to completely wipe out all organic life so that it is in fact just a bare rock. And this is kind of anathema to the forces of Nurgle who relish life in all its forms. So listeners will uh, may, may or may not remember that a virus bomb basically dissolves everything that's based on carbon into a, a liquid and so much methane and uh, gases, other gases, are released that it invariably ignites and then the entire planet burns off all its organic life. So on, the only things left are molten rock, molten metal and, um, you know, dust from the uh, organic life, meaning that Nurgle would have no position there at all. But you said that they had like, Nurgle would have like a planet made of intestines. Is is there any rock on that planet, or is that a planet just straight up intestines, right down to the core? Again, dealer's choice. We're we're talking about the absorption of a planet into a reality of total potential, where you can you can be anything. Um, So actually, the virus bomb would be pretty fucking effective on a planet made of intestines, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, dissolve the whole planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, okay. there'd be just some sort of great fart in the void and it would die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's, Nur- that's Nurgle one gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've succeeded. High Inquisitor, we have succeeded, but we're going to be scrubbing out the air filters for quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> Was it worth it? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, and just to close out the pantheon, the demon worlds of Zinch would become... Uh, 
every kind of concept of high fantasy you could imagine on fire with magic all at once, with buildings made out of crystal or, uh, you know, uh, shaped stone, you know, like like buildings, I suppose. Uh, and <laughs> word, <laughs> but uh, but everything is this kind of uh, high concept fantasy landscapes, rocks floating on top of mountains, which are floating on top of badgers, all this kind of shit. Um, Say one name. All dedicated to the worship of uh, Zinch. So th- this is what ultimately happens to planets now. However long they stay in that state is very much up to two things, really. The whims of the kind of chaos warp itself uh, as a place, uh, because some of these planets will dip in and out. The the planets can, in fact, uh, almost instantaneously come into the warp and come out of it. And so when that happens, you can have like partial corruption of entire continents Uh, or indeed of the whole planet. Some of them last a few months and come back out. Some of them will be in there forever. So ultimately, it's pulling in aspects of the corporeal universe into the warp, which, as you may have guessed, is sort of targeted. These cults target specific planets, strongholds, strategically well-placed planets, if they're going to try and draw a planet into the warp, they want the maximum damage possible to the rest of the sector. So frequently, agri-worlds, which supply food to all the worlds around it, and in some cases, a lot of other systems around it, if they're drawn into the warp, suddenly you have an entire sector which has to go without food or has to find a different food source, which means the rise of the kind of consumption of corpse starch, and thus corpse grinder cults begin to take control. And so you see a domino effect with other planets falling to chaos uh, as it goes. Right. Um, I suppose the people on those planets would get more desperate as well, wouldn't they? Which is prime chaos clay. Oh yes, absolutely. And and you have to recall that some of these planets are populated with a mutant slave force. Listeners will recall that mutants are viewed as not as people and so are frequently purged or enslaved. And so you have whole planets where they have a, a mutant underclass which is empowered then by chaos, a chaos cult, and they rise up and, you know, break the shackles of their masters and suddenly you have an industrial world which is no longer able to provide munitions to a stronghold and thus the reserves of the imperium are diminished for a military campaign mr chris the life of a chaos follower it sounds like it could both be great better than being an imperium citizen but also shit as well i'm I'm just trying to weigh up is it any better yeah or is it just different The forces of chaos care even less about individual people than the Imperium. Unless you're on the path to becoming a chaos champion. If you're able to become a chaos champion, then all bets are off. The kind of universe will align to allow your success, or rather, it will align to allow you opportunities to succeed. They don't really spoon feed their champions as such. 
but the opportunities are better than what you would get in the Imperium. The lifestyle is better on the most part. Mm. What you also have to understand is that it requires you to give up some aspect of your humanity. So if you're in a uh, in a corrupted military regiment associated with corn, all you want to do is kill. That's all you want to do. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you you're you've surrendered yourself to the urges associated with that chaos god. Do you get non-human chaos followers like Tau or Eldari or Squat or Rattling chaos followers? It's a great question. You used to be able to get them very easily within the kind of game settings. That changed really kind of wholesale in fourth edition. There are Novels that have characters who are corrupted elder, uh, Eldari. You used to be able to buy Chaos Squats, so Chaos Space Dwarves. You used to be able to get them in That's their cool. various forms of armor. There were very briefly... In their Kinder Egg armor. That's right, yeah, for the, <laughs> the, the kind of champions. You used to be able to get a, a kind of chaotically corrupted orc force uh well orc squad these were it was a chaos warband of an orc a corrupt an orc who was corrupted uh, by chaos in general i think they tend to be corrupted by corn very rarely do you get a sexy orc in uh, <laughs> in uh, in 40k well, I mean, you know, mm, never mm. say never uh Speak you, yourself mate yeah so most things that are human abhuman Eldari, Orc, really, they're the ones that are the most susceptible to corruption. Although that is a sliding scale. Necrons, pretty much immune to chaos. The Tau, same, but they they are able to be kind of morally corrupted, but in by a different force. So in general, when we talk about the followers of chaos, we're speaking of humans or abhumans. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah, 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 once yeah. A, a world is corrupted, you start seeing, in some cases, it issues out a, a kind of fleet of ships. Yeah. If it, <laughs> you know, it starts, if it's what we call a stable kind of a chaotic demon world, it, you're able to use it as a base from which to invade and make war on other nearby planets and systems. Uh, and the champions of chaos then form what's called war bands. Now, I mentioned that this word is kind of used and misused. A war band technically is a a company sized or larger, so you're looking at at least a hundred troops, force led by a single chaos champion, and they are dedicated to that champion. Now, these can be regular corrupted humans, so we're talking about. The you know the scribes that were forced to carry a las gun or the planetary defense force or indeed corrupted imperial guard or astra militarum forces all of those uh, make good troops within a chaos warband. Chaos champions then can either be of that kind of similar ilk. There will be officers within. Usually, they will have started as officers within uh, a military force, a military human force. Or sometimes you get a corrupted space marine who leads a mostly human chaos warband. And this really is gang warfare uh, played out on the kind of universal stage. 
So you will have war bands of various sizes and various complements of troops. Some of them will be the size of regiments that will have armored personnel carriers and tanks and aircraft and all the kind of logistical support required to keep them going under the command of either a Chaos Space Marine captain or a human colonel who has been obviously corrupted by chaos. These then are able to make war in the kind of standard scale we see in 40k, which is total war. And thus the forces of chaos, when they arrive to invade a planet, are aided then by the chaos cults that may already exist on that planet. So you, you're attacking both from above and below and makes it more, uh, makes any such campaign more successful. Warbands then really break into two types. The type I've just described is the mostly human warband, which can be of regiment size or larger. So we're talking about up to 10, 12,000 troops. And frequently you get armies that combine of uh, three or four of such warbands and they will be able to take over a planet quite effectively, led by either human, corrupted human officers or a Chaos Space Marine who has taken over that role. You then have Chaos Space Marine warbands, uh, and these are somewhere between 50 to 100 Space Marines either from the original legions or from corrupted chapters, those are loyalist space marines who have fallen to chaos since the Horus Heresy. That's the distinction. Chaos legions were the ones during the Horus Heresy. Chaos renegades are after the Horus Heresy. And chaos space marines... So the legion guys, they're the OGs. They are, in fact, the OG. So chaos renegade... Uh, warbands really are, if you imagine a regular Imperial Space Marine, it's all who is already the elite of the elite of the elite. You're looking at a hundred of them tooled up for war, hating the Imperium with everything they've got for whatever reason, however they were corrupted, uh, and are able to cut the head off, in some cases literally, planetary leadership and even sector leadership. So one warband can take over a planet relatively quickly uh, wow. and is by that i mean within a couple of hours are the legion sorry i can't remember the distinction you made or the names you gave them is it is a chaos space marine from the heresy time more powerful than a chaos renegade space marine because they've lived longer or they um, or they've been corrupted longer I, I i'm kind of torn between a yes and a no here because it's the distinction between the lore and the tabletop. On the tabletop, there's no real difference. Right. Okay? But in the lore, these guys have fought what's called the Long War, which is 10,000 years of utter warfare between the forces of Chaos and the Imperium. They've got to have learned a a few tricks in that time that uh, the Imperium uh, haven't. So... Uh, I would say lore-wise, yes, they are v- true veterans in the sense of it, in, in every sense of that word. And I'm assuming, like uh, them being elite, they also have the boons of their chaos god sponsor. Like, well, let me just pause you there and scream into the mic. Segway. 
So, how do Space Marine chapters fall to chaos, Darren? I hear you cry through munching Jaffa cakes. One of them. It's as varied as the leadership and individuals within a Space Marine chapter. Um, there have been instances where a single Space Marine has just abandoned his chapter through whatever reason, corrupted in a very similar way to the the corruption of uh, mortal humans. The idea that space marines are immune to every aspect of the Imperium and every aspect of their own humanity is perhaps one of the biggest fallacies within the kind of 40k lore and its community, of which I'm a part. Don't send me emails. Uh, the- <laughs> Has anyone ever sent you an email? Do we even have an email address? <laughs> I got a nice message last week from someone, but that, that was it. Yeah. Okay. So, yes. So, in individual space marines are as susceptible to chaos as uh, humans are. Now, when I say that, I'm a, I also have to acknowledge that they have got stronger indoctrination towards the Imperium and strength of will and character. But the idea that a single chaos god can't ramp up the kind of seduction, corruption uh, medley uh, at a moment's notice to target someone who's got a bigger uh, kind of sense of self is a a bit nonsensical. The number of other space marines who follow that corrupted individual out of uh, a chapter depends very much on the rank of the original corrupted space marine. So an individual space marine may be able to get a handful of squad mates to come with them. A sergeant can, through manipulation, get their whole squad to corrupt and leave. Uh, Lieutenants, captains, and commanders can get then 50, 100, or 1,000 space marines to just dedicate themselves to chaos through whatever form of corruption is required. All bets are off when you're dealing with chaos space marine renegades. The uh, I'll give you an example. The Crimson Slaughter, which used to be the Crimson Sabers, I think that was their name originally, Crimson Sabers. Formerly known as. For, the, yeah. The Space Marines formerly known as uh, uh, symbol. <laughs> they descended into a sort of blood madness where they were uh, very effective at killing and taking over any kind of military campaign they got into. Uh, they attacked a planet whose name escapes me at the minute. I think it's... Let's call it Wang 4. No, Wang 4. Wang Chung. What? Um, <laughs> they... <laughs> so they attacked Wu-Tang Floor. Uh, and I said Floor, not Four. Not hilarious. But what it's fine. It's Wu-Tang Floor. <laughs> Wu-Tang Floor. While a cornate chaos cult, that is a chaos cult that worships corn, was trying to raise a demon. Coronate. Uh, coronate. Uh, and... Sounds like an ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have uh, a coronate with a flake, please. Uh... <laughs> yeah, chaos flake, please. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> and as they were purging this cult out of existence and restoring the planet to good order and compassionate imperium rule uh, they were cursed by the cult to hear the voices of the dead hear the voices of everyone they've ever killed and so over the space of a few decades they went completely insane the fact that they could only silence the voice while they were in battle didn't help the situation 
So yeah. they were constantly at war, they constantly crusading, uh, and eventually uh, were excommunicated by the High Lords of Terra, which is uh, the kind of order, the ultimate sanction that the High Lords of Terra can give a Space Marine chapter, which means you are a traitor uh, force and should any Imperium citizen in good standing should kill you uh, as quickly as they can. Uh, And thus, they descended into uh, a blood-soaked madness and are staunch enemies of the Imperium and, in fact, anyone else who happens to come in their way because all they can do to silence the voices, even for a moment, is kill. Uh, is, is that, that including is other ex- chaos forces? That's anyone. A- anytime they take a life, they are more relaxed. Um, yeah. yeah I, I know the feeling. That's how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <sighs> so what are you up to this Sunday, Chris? Don't fucking ask. <laughs> it's going to be crimson, bro. It's going to be crimson, bro. <laughs> Hello, factory worker. Are you bored of your lot? Can't get out of your role at Corp Starch Piscatorium, forced upon you by the 90 generations before you who did exactly the same thing? We understand. Hello, highborn noble. Are you frustrated by your middle management position in society? Tired of the tedious longevity of those useless individuals in the hierarchy above you? We understand. At Boons R Us, we specialize at brokering discreet deals between people like you and incomprehensible ethereal entities who want nothing more than to help people like you, while simultaneously protecting each party's anonymity. Maybe Corp Starch Piscatorium is shut down pending investigation after a colleague goes berserk and murders the management team using a pair of dough whisks, freeing you to skip merrily into the wastes and join a cult, all courtesy of the Lord of Blood, Bjorn, not real name. Or maybe one of those useless ranking officials spontaneously explodes in a shower of body parts during an annual summit, which drives the other officials into a sexual frenzy, fucking each other to death and leaving you to reign supreme and rename the summit Cockfest, all courtesy of the Prince of Pleasure, Planesh, not real name. All this could be yours and more for the low, low price of everything you are and own. Boons are us. Just sign here, here, and here. Can, using the Chaos Space Marine Codex, create a corrupted Imperium or a corrupted Loyalist Space Marine Force. There used to be a good way to represent that is you would mix and match the Space Marine plastic sets with the Chaos Space Marine plastic sets. Uh, and so there would be a, these, these kind of hodgepodge ministers. Hodgepodge mini- miniatures. Try again. Hodgepodge ministers. Nope. <laughs> nope. Can't do it. <laughs> Hodgepodge miniatures. <laughs> yes, what you said, uh, of force. The again, an important point to make is is that these aren't just like you know, at the company level, it's not just like a hundred armored lads running at you. They have all their uh, armored personnel carriers, their tanks, some of them come with aircrafts to provide air support some of them are able to steal entire strike cruisers and corrupt them and so it we're talking about a fully loaded space marine company or larger 
with everything that a space marine company has if the if the corruption is manipulative enough mr chris in today's more progressive uh, uh, society do we see female space marines no uh, that's a real kind of hot button topic amongst the community and i don't know why space marines have been universally male since the inception that's really in the lore that's the the conception of it was this is a, f- a genetically enhanced fighting force of men. That is not to say there were not female space marine miniatures. There were two uh, it, that came out in an wow. adventurers or pirate pack. And I think uh, one of the managers of GW from way back when, uh, I think a production manager rather than a store manager, was talking about how the reason we didn't have female space marines from the get-go was one of just the production technology at the time. Now, I'm paraphrasing here, and I am open to be corrected, as always, but I think it's a machining problem with the miniatures rather than a lore problem. You could ostensibly create gene seeds for female space marines. There would be have to be some variation due to biology, but pretty much everything all this you could just make it happen yeah yeah from a fictional medical perspective you could pretty much do everything you would need to do to convert a young boy into a space marine to do the same for a, a female for, for I a thought, female. I'd, I'd really yeah. like um, to see that maybe like in a, a future edition um they suddenly suddenly they reveal that you know robert robert bobby g has had a bunch of isn't is in fact Bobina G. What? Bobina G. <laughs> no, it just has like a, a bunch of you know of of um yeah. of, of female space marines on the on the boil and and they're and they're ready to go. I've seen some amazing Main- um like conversions on oh, Instagram yeah. of people like converting into you know normal space marine soldiers and just is, are they buying like three uh, D printed female marine heads on Etsy or something? Is that how they do it? They might be. I mean, the, the, for a while, there were some good conversions between the Sisters of Battle. Oh, cool! Yeah, heads there, but they were they were a little bit too small. It, it made them look like they the kids were born with some sort of condition or developed <laughs> yeah. a condition during change. Chris, the- just be, I see you, Chris. Just before I uh, call on you, I was going to say that a lot of the talk that gets quite toxic online has to do with the physiological differences between male and female and how female space marines would not be as strong as male space marines that kind of thing to do with you know physiological strength my response to that would be well they just add in an extra little bit in this yeah. completely made up fictional setting yeah, exactly where like. then suddenly the women are as strong as men who are space marines for who we have toy soldiers pushing around a table. Who weren't going to naturally grow into that state anyway. They were massively augmented. So technically <laughs> you could do with any being. Like, yeah, yeah. I, guess, I guess the other the other angle is the, um, uh, uh, yeah, the exclusivity of females not being uh, space marines kind of gives, I should say, sorry, this is the other way around, exclusivity to uh, the, the groups like the Sisters of Science and Sisters of Battle. It gives them a bit more value. Do you know what I mean? In a way, yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, um, I think it's yeah, more yeah, the the yeah. principle of people saying like, "Well, female females can't be space marines." It's like, well, 
no, they can. That's clearly a ridiculous stance. But yeah, I think you're right. I think it they can. But I, I would say there's 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 value to saying, well, from a story point of view, it it gives the sisters of science of the sisters of battles and the female uh, uh, driven groups and squads more value in a way. Yeah, more exclusivity. It kind of it adds a different angle to it, doesn't it? I mean, my my own personal position on all of this is there is actually no reason why there can't be female yeah. space marines. You'd have to change the in-setting uh, kind of biological augments for it. It could be done. It just hasn't been done yet. That's That would be my position. Yeah. Equally then, could you have, you know, if we were going to start bringing more females into the space marines, could you have more men brought into the Battle Sisters and the Sisters of Silence? The Brothers of Silence. Well, the brothers of silence tend to be men who are married more than twenty years. <laughs> hey, <laughs> nailed it. We invi- we invariably just stop talking because <laughs> <laughs> you you did say that there were male pariahs. Well, this is the thing. This is a, a, certainly a thing that it, uh, kicks me in the back of the head. Is that yes, there are uh, the female pariahs become sisters of silence. There are male pariahs. And you see them as Collectus assassins, but but Collectus assassins are both male and female. You you can you can have either or, right. and in many right. cases, if you use the polymorphine drug, both at the both. same time, yeah. yeah, androgynous. Yeah. Anyway, wow. that's going to be uh, that'll be interesting to see the community's response to this section <laughs> for the uh, the the handful of thousand of listeners that will stick with this bit and not spray muesli all over their radios. <laughs> and if that's how old does I am, I believe you're you... listening to this at breakfast, eating muesli on a radio. <laughs> I mean, listening on a radio, not eating breakfast off a radio. And if you do have any feedback on this, you can email Dar at layingdownthelore at gmail he is welcome to all of your feedback. Or you can post him a letter to his personal address at 50. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, where were we? That was suitably chaotic. Indeed. So that example, calling it back to Crimson Slaughter, formerly Crimson Sabres, gives you an idea of how chaos can take down a loyalist space marine chapter that was in fact in that case it was a chapter in its entirety Uh, but then you have as i said companies squads individual squads or in fact individual space marines that go off and become uh, chaos space marines invariably the most common type or, or the most powerful type of chaos champion are chaos space marine champions and these are the ones that really, really cause the problems for the Imperium at large because they they have all the battle tactics of an Imperial or Imperium Space Marine, a Loyalist Space Marine, and can apply it to any individual campaign or problem. So they are used uh, quite effectively to take down planets or take down armies or fleets or or so there they are nothing but a boon to the forces of chaos to co- be able to corrupt a, a space a, a space a it's chaos a space. space marine champion yeah. marian <laughs> i i use the phrases like chapter and company here but one has to be aware that it's very rare for a chaos renegade 
chapter of Marines to retain its structure. You have to have an enormous strength of will and purpose as the leader of that force to keep everyone in line. Because if you've, if your entire force has turned away from uh, the singular rule of the Imperium, what's to stop your assault company from dedicating dedicating itself to corn and abandoning their brothers? Mm. You know, it, 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 it's a bit traitorous. Rowdy, I yeah, the traitor conundrum. Can you trust a traitor or will they betray you as well? Krell, can you trust a traitor? Yes. Excellent. 100%. There we go. Problem solved. 100%. Never Problem met a traitor solved. I haven't been able to trust. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, don't tell people how we got this started. <laughs> what tends to happen then is that companies and uh, chapters break into that magical word of war bands where it you your troops gather around or follow a kind of cult of leadership a cult of charisma about this an individual uh, marine leader who then inspired by the batshit visions of uh, supplied by the chaos gods uh, go off and forge their own path but when you break into a war band most of the time the leader is trying to uh, achieve great feats to be able to be uh, granted demonhood. So they're on the path to becoming a demon prince, and that's their primary concern. The fact that it aligns with the forces of chaos and disruption of the Imperium is a happy coincidence. They're really focused on their own personal glory, their own personal story. Segway! Chaos Legions nice. <laughs> have the longest Seamless. stories within within the uh, Imperium in terms of being uh, chaosy space marines. Now, as Chris uh, quite correctly said at the start of this episode, there are nine Chaos Space Marine Legions. Darren, why are you suggesting there's twenty one um, mm-hmm. and a half? Mm-hmm. And a half. Mm-hmm. So, all of the Chaos Space Marine Legions survived the Horus heresy. Many did not, however, many were not in the same state as they were when they started. If we just kind of run through them, the Emperor's children had been corrupted by the uh, promises and enticements uh, of the chaos god Slanesh. Fulgrim, their kind of statuesque, beautiful leader, ended up as a four-armed, snake-bodied, winged whore, uh, and <laughs> and was able and uh, through the machinations of both uh, himself, Slanesh, the demon pantheon of Slanesh, and the kind of chief apothecary of the. Emperor's Children, a very famous space marine called Fabius Bile, who I always refer to as Fabulous Bile. Hmm, I don't know why. (laughs) Uh, Surgically altered almost all of the space marine legion uh, into what's now known as noise marines. Or sorry, surgically augmented most of the legion into what is now noise marines these are marines whose weapons are in fact guitars so if you can think of the kind of glam rock days of the mid to late 80s all of that kind of skinned put round chaos space marine armor and the guitar is at the same time a guitar and uh, a heavy bolter 
That's what nice. it is. They fire blasts of sonic, uh, well, noise, I suppose, sonic blasts at their enemy, which either <laughs> cracks open their uh, bodies and armor or uh, kind of vibrates their insides into jelly. Uh, wow. And all of the noise of battle is they've been surgically altered so their ears when they all this noise comes in it resonates within the pleasure centers of their brain so the louder and more explosive the situation becomes the more and i quote rock hard uh, the <laughs> space marines of the emperor children become and thus uh, more aggressive and more likely to blow stuff up i would um, love i would love to have I've been a fly on the wall for the moment when Fulgrim walked into that apothecary, well, into that apothecary, and there's just like Slash and Metallica posters everywhere, yeah. and there's just yeah. metal on the background. He's like, so, Fabius, or Fabulous, what, what, what are you up to? What's what's happening? What, what are you creating, man? There's <laughs> a lot of guitars <laughs> around here, I see. There's a lot of yeah. broken strings. What's, what, what you, what's going on? Yeah. Lots of little little speakers. What's the plan here, like? <laughs> you used to be able to get a chaos champion called Doomseeker for the uh, Slaneshi, a uh, kind of chaos space marine force of Slaanesh, who was a, a literal hell's angel, who was a noise marine on uh, a huge motorbike, who would cool. drive between dimensions and drag Amazing. people to and from them. Uh, and it was very, very kind of Scorpion, if you know what I mean, the band. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It, was, it was brilliant, brilliant. Love it. So Noise Marines are uh, part of the Emperor's Children, but this is an important kind of motif that will uh, play through the conversation about Chaos Legions. Individual Legions can have elements of the kind of uh, the chosen of other gods as part of their force. And we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to the Black Legion. We'll deal with the big four first. So you've got the the Emperor's Children, the Death Guard then, which are Mortarian's space marines. Mortarian became an insect-winged angel of death. He's covered in sores and plague sensors, but still very much looks as he did when he was a Primarch. He just has wings and looks a bit more pissed off and a bit more grimy. <laughs> has this face mask as well, or was that just? Part he of has, his, yeah. Uh... He's got a gas mask on his, uh, which has merged with his own skin. Um, Yikes! His kind of go-to force are referred to as the Plague Marines, which are space marines that have been infected with uh, a mixture of all kinds of diseases plus Nurgle's rot. Nurgle's rot is uh, Nurgle's own disease, which in very many cases generates, or, or once it takes the life of a human, it turns them into a zombie, turns them into a plague zombie. In some cases, uh, it, it, depending on the nature of the soul of the person who is infected, they turn not into a plague zombie, but a plague bearer, which is a lesser demon of uh, Nurgle. So the story of the kind of corruption of the Death Guard was they were on their way to the Siege of Terra at the uh, the uh, Horus Heresy, but they were becalmed within the warp uh, by Nurgle himself, who, uh, through one of the captains of the Death Guard, a chap called Typhus, 
was able to corrupt them with what's called the destroyer virus, the destroyer hive. And that's what eventually Mortarian had to kind of beg Nurgle's help uh, in uh, saving the lives of his men. On the tabletop, the Death Guard is its own unique force. They have access to various corrupted vehicles and demons, Nurgle plus Plague Marines in both regular and Terminator armor. So these, uh, you know, uh, you imagine the size of a Terminator Space Marine, which we discussed a few episodes back. Now one of them kind of bloated and suppurating and oozing and also laughing madly while spraying everything with its own pus. Jesus Christ. Um, I mean, it's, you know, we, we, we talked about um, the Skaven before and yeah. their plague priests. And we were like, that's it's the same thing, isn't it? Like, even if you're fighting them, even if you win, you're fucked. Because yes, the moment yeah, those yeah, things absolutely. come near you, you, are, you can kill them, but you are coming away with a wart or two. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, kill them or not, you, you, you're boned, aren't you? So it's, yeah. it's kind of, as soon as you encounter one, nothing left to lose anymore. So the best way to deal with it is just, just get the plague first and then just get out of there. And, you know, and that way they won't have any. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Own it. Own it. Yeah. Own it. it. Yeah. Strut. Yes. <laughs> the World Eaters, which was the uh, Angron's troops, uh, they were already well on their way to simply being uh, bloodthirsty, lunatic, gladiator-style space marines. And in fact, they were that. Uh, anyway, with some sort of semblance of control through officers. They remained a legion for as long as they could, but eventually they broke into individual war bands on a planet called Scalathrax. They were fighting against the Emperor's children. And that's where Karn, if anyone has read the Horus Heresy novels, Karn the Betrayer, he snapped. He just surrendered to the nails which is this uh, uh, kind of neural augment mesh that's literally hammered into the brains of world eater space marines that uh, where uh, with the emperor's children where sound or with noise marines where sound uh, activates the pleasure centers the nails if you're not fighting activate the pain sensors so very much like we were talking about with Crimson Slaughter, if they're not fighting, they're in pain. They have a migraine, uh, which uh, you know will make you. So they're not the butcher's that. nails of Angren, right? The, bu- the butcher's nails, yeah. Butcher's yeah. nails, but they're not the same thing, right? The butcher's nails was unique to Angron, and this is no, just a condition. It's chapped. It no, it's it's wide. Uh, the butcher's nails. Butcher's nails for everybody's. <laughs> yeah, it was a device okay, used yeah, cool. by the overseers of the planet that uh, Angron landed on, the planet of Deshay. It was used to create better gladiators for their arenas. And what right. he did was he mandated its use across the entire legion. I love how they don't sugarcoat things. Like, in today's world, in the real world, they would have called that something like the performance-enhancing brain <laughs> or something like that and you will benefit in these ways and there's like butcher's nails you better get killing otherwise you're going to be in pain <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they call a spade a spade i like that i admire yeah. that <laughs> so they eff- effectively the entire legion descended into individual war bands of gladiator style lunatics led by the most gladiator style lunatic within their uh, areas 
they effectively just became berserkers, as we would understand from kind of Viking lore. They just are lunatics in battle, uh, and you better get them into the fight as quickly as you can. It's a force you tend to steer rather than command. Mr. Ben. Is, um, did Angron, angry on, <laughs> like yeah. a hard on, but an angry on, um, did Angron, <laughs> was he like, was he not like, no, you're not fucking off. You're, you're in my squad. That's it. Like, was he, did he not have anything to say about that? Did he get angry? His legion, did he get angry on? <laughs> Yeah, at this stage, he was already a demon Primarch. He had already been turned into, effectively, a bloodthirster. Uh, So his concern was with causing as much mayhem and death as possible. Um, And that's really what the breaking of his legion accomplished, that you end up with having uh, war bands of World Eater Space Marines, uh, very much like the Raiders or Reavers from Firefly, if anyone's watched the Firefly. They're mm, just, yeah, yeah. you just point them at something and they'll destroy it completely. So was it benefit? Did he see it as beneficial? Oh, yes, absolutely, yeah. Right, okay. In terms of the, the kind of ongoing long war causes much disruption. Like, this is the point, the, the, the point a lot of people miss with Chaos Space Marines is, from their perspective, the Horus Heresy is still ongoing. That's what the long war is. One side has never given up. And that's and quite chaos. long they, as well. I mean, as far as wars go, it's pretty well named. Like, you're right, you're right up there. I mean, they're looking at the Trojan War going, that was me last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a nice weekend break. And I didn't hide in a horse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Splitters. Well, no, he did. They did, but they taunted it. They opened it up with a chain axe and then got kind of clambered in. <laughs> Yeah, so that that's the world eaters. The final one of the big four really are the Thousand Sons, and, and these are the ones that have gone through the biggest change. They do have a warband style, much like uh, renegades and much like the uh, world eaters. However, it's based on the kind of idea of covens, because all of the leadership, all of the command staff of the Thousand Sons are magic users, or rather are psychers. So they use psychic capacity to be able to command not only their forces, but the power of the warp and disrupt the battlefield and enemies and so forth. Um, Evil Gandalf. Think of that. Nice. Which is not Saruman. It's something else, but I don't know what. Anyway, (laughs) um, their space marines, as I say, went through the biggest change using something called the rubric of Araman, who was one of the kind of primo psychers within the Legion, he kind of went against the wishes of Magnus the Red, their kind of sad Primarch, <laughs> and he wanted to stop the mutations that were happening in amongst the Space Marine legionnaires uh, of the Thousand Sun. So he enacted this thing, as I say, called the Rubric of Araman, which sealed their armor closed, dissolved their bodies to dust, so that their armor is in fact hollow animated by the ghosts of their own brothers if you see what i mean Uh, nope so fucking mental each rubric marine as they're called is in fact simply a hollow suit of armor animated by the soul of the space marine that used to occupy it uh, with some dust in the feet yeah (laughs) so is that all thousand suns 
I like that. Everyone, all the Thousand Suns who are not magic users, that's happened to them. And that happened galac- galaxy-wide. Wow. They get hand-me-down armor. No. <laughs> what do you mean, hand-me-down armor? I don't understand. You just said... Oh, right, maybe I misinterpreted it. You said that armor is kind of imbued with the souls of their fallen brethren or something No, no, like no, that, no, like, no. Everyone no, that wasn't a psyker, they, they, right. the, those, that, those standard marines... They were yep. fucking melted inside their armor. Their yep. armor was sealed. They were melted. Yep. So they were just a yep. pile of ash in the feet of the armor, but their soul yep. remained and continued yep. to basically act as normal in the armor. Yeah. If, if you're oh, right, yeah. it, 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 then, it didn't then get given to a living marine and they re No, not at all. It's no, just no, no, no. a hollow. It's empty hollow suits bit of, of armor. armor. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why do that? Because then the space marines would never be corrupted. They couldn't they be, be physically mutated. corrupted because they don't have a physical manifestation. That's cool. No, they're ash. Yeah. Yeah. You could try mutating ash. <laughs> what, what good I mean, is ash? Could, well, just add a bit of water and then you, you got yourself some nice clay, man. You can make yourself a cup or a... Okay, you know, so once you're cup. just kind of there in spirit, why do you need armor at all? Just so you have something physical to... You, you can actually grab your gun and shoot. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, hard like to pick what? up a bolter as a gun, as a as a as yeah, a ghost. As a ghost. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's pretty hard to pick mm. up a bolter as a gun as well, apparently. But, but I mean, but <laughs> so that the process they went through is true both for Marines and Power Armor and Marines and Terminator Armor. So you've got these huge so term cool. thousands on space marines, which are again just hollow suits animated by a ghost. That uh, kind of Scooby Doo villain kind of idea that destroys <laughs> anything in front of it. So if you if you uh, were like but, fighting one of these things and you split it open, it would just be an empty shell. There'd be nothing inside. That's it. really that's really the only way to kill them is to and pardon the phrase penetrate their armor uh, mm. to crack and open s- their armor so it escapes the ghost, out escapes ghost. Its kind of steam. Yeah. Yeah, Please don't suck it. out ghosts. <laughs> Oh, it's some heavy ghost, man. (laughs) No, sorry, sweetheart. No, 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 no. No, there's no one else. It's just ectoplasm. It's just ectoplasm. (laughs) (laughs) So those are the kind of, that's really in a nutshell, the the kind of big four legions that followed the Chaos Gods. Uh, Lorgar became a demon prince. uh, And in fact, you know, uh, amongst the Primarchs, there's arguments to be made that he, he was the one that caused it all. Uh, his legion became a kind of uh, moralistic crusade where the chaplains, who are the kind of peacekeepers and disciplinarians of the legion, became something called Dark Apostles. And so these are the evil space marine priests that travel the galaxy, converting the forces of the Imperium to worship of chaos, sometimes converting them from living to dead. Uh, and really, these are the the, the sorry the, killing them. The word, yeah, <laughs> the word bearers then are the ones that are able to seed a lot of chaos cults with this kind of religious fanaticism for uh, worshiping chaos gods. And who was um, the who was the guy? There was a there was one of them that was a real bastard, wasn't there? Um, who's guy? You said that Lorgar was take your pick. Oh, Erebus. Yeah, Erebus. Erebus. Yeah. Like uh, well, we'll we'll, uh, we'll cover him when we do the word bearers in depth because he's got a quite a, a a great story. He's a great villain uh, yeah. of the piece. Right. Okay. Uh, Peter Turbo, Pertuabo, yeah. 
Uh, His Iron Warriors are perhaps the most disciplined of uh, the Chaos Space Marine Legions. They do have war bands, but they... There is a hierarchy in place there, and they're siege warfare specialists. Uh, and really, what they ally with what's referred to as the Dark Mechanicum, which is the Chaos Corrupted uh, Adeptus Mechanicus, or Mechanicum from the uh, original Horus Heresy, uh, who merge machine and demon and flesh to create various types of Transformer-like beasts from the Michael Bay movies. <laughs> half demon, half human, half robot. Yeah. So you get like uh, you get Helldrakes, which are their aircraft, which looks like a, a, a robo-pterodactyl with hemorrhoids. And they're the ones that uh, attack uh, from the skies. That's a kind of aircraft kind of idea. But we'll, as I say, we'll cover... Uh, the Dark Mechanicum. Perhaps when we do the uh, Adeptus Mechanicus, we can have an attack on a few episodes for that. Yeah, so the Iron Warriors work sort of hand-in-hand with the Dark Mechanicum, uh, although it's uh, uh, while they do ally frequently, it's it's of convenience more than anything else. The Night Lords, uh, who are the kind of genetic sons of Dark Batman, or, or Batman. Evil Batman, Batman. Uh, they are much like the world eaters. They are fanatics uh, who focus on causing terror and fear in their enemies uh, much more than hand-to-hand combat, even though they're extremely good at hand-to-hand combat. Uh, they look at a kind of fast-striking uh, capacity. Conrad, who was their Primarch, is in fact now dead. Uh, and one of the few Primarchs to have been killed, but he was killed post-heresy. What happened was uh, the Imperium sent out uh, assassins to kill him, and and he recognized one of them. He He knew, didn't he? He He knew, and so he allowed the assassin to get to him and to actually kill him, and his last words really were, or really were... Fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I saw this coming. <laughs> Why am I here? <laughs> You're taller in real life. <laughs> I didn't think you'd be a dude. <laughs> it wasn't a dude. It was oh. a dudette. Oh, uh, yes. And Great. Uh, he he allowed himself to be killed because in his mind it vindicated all of the actions he's ever taken. Uh, because oh his he was fighting against the oppression of his own father and his father's kind of uh, father imperium <laughs> descendants. Yeah. Vindication's <laughs> fucking useless when you're dead, though, isn't it? <laughs> Vindication. <laughs> we move then to the Alpha Legion, uh, who are by far the most cult-like of the Chaos Space Marine Legions. No one really knows whether it's one legion or war bands or some combination. My gut feeling is is that Alpharius still has a real tight grip on all of his legionnaires and their uh, many kind of, uh, or the many cults that they create. Wherever a Alpha Marine force goes, they leave behind them a spy network. 
Uh, and so they are kind of not only superlative warriors, but keen information brokers and are able to corrupt planets from a distance through the manipulation of either imports, exports, or cults within or around that planet. An Alpha Legion force can take down a planet without ever setting, stepping foot on it. Cool. Uh, that's how good they are at manipulation. Again, when brought to battle, they are uh, just as good as any of the other uh, space marines. Um, but in general, they prefer to operate from the shadows, uh, using small strike forces, uh, acting through proxy forces uh, and the like. So they very much are the kind of the, how would you describe it? They're the big bad of the psychological thriller movement within the Imperium. Uh, if something goes wrong and there's no evidence of anything actually going wrong or no evidence of why it went wrong, it was the Alpha Legion. Who are you going to call? Oh, right, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the other ones, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like the, the scapegoat of the... Uh... Yes, yeah, 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 very much. <laughs> um, the the final um, space, Chaos Space Marine Legion is that of the Black Legion, formerly the Sons of Horus, formerly the Luna Wolves, these were the genetic sons of Horus, the arch-traitor, uh, famed of the Horus heresy. He, at the close of the Horus heresy, obviously he was killed, and the entirety of the Chaos Force withdrew to the Eye of Terror, where there was internecine civil warfare between all of the warlords within what became the Black Legion, or, or uh, as was still the Sons of Horus. Ultimately, through various uh, tactics, Abaddon the Despoiler, who was the second in command, uh, if you will, of the Horus Heresy, or the first captain of the Sons of Horus, he um, not only brought the Legion to heal through complete bloodthirsty kind of enforcement. But he was also able to capture the body of Horus and have it destroyed because there were elements within the Chaos Space Marine Legions, in, in all of them, that were attempting to clone Horus so that they would be able to have their great leader back. Wow. Uh, I, and he ultimately decided that, no, that, that isn't the way. That didn't work. He wasn't strong enough. We need something else. Uh, and that's something else. <laughs> me! <turned out laughs> him. Yeah, me! <laughs> I'm not at all biased in this. <laughs> so the, big reveal his, yeah after the destruction of the clone the force was changed they changed their name from the uh, sons of horus to the black legion and they painted their armor jet black uh with various kind of metallic how appropriate uh, bits yeah um <laughs> which and came this really first is, the naming or the painting black <laughs> I think they painted it black and then went, hang on, do you know you know we were gonna call ourselves the, the Abadabadoos. Well yeah. we're now gonna change we're gonna go with the sun the Sunshine Legion just doesn't really fit the anymore, sun, does it? Anyway. The Rainbow Legion. Legion. <laughs> yeah. Well you're you're gonna laugh, Chris, but there is a Space Marine chapter called the Rainbow Warriors. Oh, amazing! Which is fucking awesome. <laughs> yep. uh, is that uh, legit or just fan made? 
No, that's legit. It was one of the f- the original twelve Space Marine chapters in the first edition of Forty uh, K. Was the Rainbow uh, Warriors? Forty K. And are they? Are there? Warriors. Please tell me the paint job is rainbow. Paint job is blue, like a navy blue with a lightning bolt logo, but they have a rainbow painted right down the middle of their helmet. And I'm not going like to mince my words there. Stripe. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. so cool. They look like yeah. ultramarines, but with a go faster stripe. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So the Black Legion really is the one that sort of re- retained its uh, legionness, although they did, they do have war bands and they're able to gather war bands together. They still all answer to Abaddon, who at a moment's notice, if there's a bit of a rebellion in the ranks, he will just kill everyone. Um. The Black Legion, much like uh, uh, the Word Bearers, Iron Warriors, uh, Night Lords, and uh, Alpha Legion, do have aspects or do have groups of Space Marines who dedicate themselves to other Chaos Gods. So the Black Legion does have contingents of Noise Marines, contingents of Plague Marines. Uh, And on the tabletop, these are painted in, in the kind of black armor of the Black Legion, but, you know, have aspects of their color scheme painted uh, uh, appropriately associated with the individual chaos gods. The Black Legion, and in fact Abaddon, are the greatest threat to the Imperium of Man if you ignore all of the other great threats. The Tyranids really are the greatest threat to all biological life, as are sort of the Necrons, but in terms of direct enemies of the Imperium, Abaddon is the is the big bad of the Imperium. He has carried out, you know, centered on a, a, an empire of demon worlds within the Eye of Terror. He has persecuted thirteen Great Crusades, thirteen Black Crusades against the Imperium. Each one has done something to set up the next one, whether it's destroy a particular uh, world associate or, or destroy an imperial world, which then will allow them to conquer a few more the next time round, or to gain uh, an artifact of power, will, which will grant Abaddon either uh, an increase in personal power or a weapon to be used uh, in the next Crusades. Uh, it should be of no surprise here that the close of the 13th Great Crusade, or 13th Black Crusade, saw the advent of the Great Rift, which broke the Imperium in two. Now, I'm not saying it was anything Abaddon did, but I'm not saying it wasn't. <laughs> I, my bet my well, mostly cause I, on... Mostly because no one knows, so yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. well, it, wasn't it the scapegoats? Wasn't it the Alpha Legion? Uh, well, uh, I'm sure we could blame the Alpha Legion. I'm sure we could find some aspect. I think they'll to happily the accept responsibility for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, with the advent of the Great Rift, we saw uh, hundreds, if not thousands, of planets descend into the warp to either become corrupted or massive demon worlds. So, in terms of the forces of chaos, the mortal forces of chaos, the Chaos Space Marine Legions really are the big daddies of the uh, the efforts of the Chaos Gods, augmented as they are by the Chaos uh, 
uh, renegade chapters and companies, the Lost and the Damned, which are the mortal uh, human, the traditional human and mutant and abhuman um, forces, uh, and indeed the uh, aspects of the Dark Mechanicum and demonic forces that are uh, able to come through the various warp breaches. All of these mean that at a moment's notice, an entire sector could be under significant threat and uh, fall uh, to the forces of chaos. Shit, Finn. bad. I have a question. Finn. Go on, Dar. This one's for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not for Kral. Um, <laughs> hey. 40k, who wins? Who wins 40k? Uh, it's a great question. I think it's still going to be a stalemate between the Imperium and the Forces of Chaos, but that's really like rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic uh, with in consideration of the Tyranids, because you have an entire Tyranid kind of battle organism descending on the galaxy ready to hoover it dry. So if the Emperor can stay alive and or manifest physically from the warp, then the Imperium. Interesting. Otherwise, it's going to be the Tyranids. Wow. I wasn't expecting that. I thought you were going to say Chaos, because that's, I mean, obviously, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, what you've just described sounds like uh, an insanely large and infinitely resourced, you know, bastard of a force yes i mean it, it, it absolutely is but it's also biological which means it's susceptible to the uh predations of the tyranids because the what feelings. the tyranids do uh, is well when we cover them i'll show that the tyranids will actually just take over a planet dissolve everything much like the life eater virus but instead of everything go on fire they use all the genetic raw material to create new tyranids yeah i mean that's so it's very much like the zombies of the fantasy thing. A Tyranid comes in, bites you, dissolves you, turns you into a Tyranid. Okay, I'm, I'm copy and paste. Sold. Copy and paste. Yeah, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with that theory. <laughs> that sounds like the one. Mm, mm. Okay, let me ask the fucking questions this time at the end. Okay, Chris, favorite aspect yeah. of chaos? It has to be. When you say aspect, do you mean what's my favorite thing about the concept yeah, of chaos anything, in general? Anything. Yeah. I like the kind of paradox that they are both a better option of being, of living as a human. At the same time, you're sacrificing everything. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm. Yeah. That paradox, you're, you're, it, it basically just highlights how shit it is to be an Imperium citizen. Yeah. Like, it's total freedom. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. At the cost of everything, which just sounds like a, yeah very very paradoxical to me which is which i really which which intrigues me yeah yeah mr ben uh, i think it's definitely the chaos marines i they're just especially because they come in so many different forms you know i think my my understanding of 
40k is more in the heresy era in 30k where there's just fucking hundreds of them hundreds of thousands of them millions of them and they're all over the place billions even trillions there are trillions of space (laughs) and but like now you know in in kind of modern day 40k they're like do you know what i mean they're they're not very common and so you you know you describing like a war band might be led by you know a war band of non-space marines might be led by a single space marine i love that idea it's like this war band that has this kind of like superhuman leader yeah i still the fact that they fall to chaos is still quite a fascinating idea because like you were uh, we spoke earlier about like how they're corrupted or like how you would like if you were like the sergeant in the imperial guard and then you were corrupted how would you corrupt your mates that fascinates me because i'd just be like no i don't want that that sounds awful like how 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 morally <laughs> fuck do you have to be to be like oh yeah i'm well up for well up for some chaos let's do it oh yeah i mean <laughs> no, listen, no, like put it in me <laughs> there's a party on planet wang four did you say let's fucking go there <laughs> well up for that like what about you um like i love the idea kind of tangentially to your position there ben is the idea of chaos cults becoming so big that they can wash over the kind of loyalist institutions like a tidal wave it, because it, it epitomizes that statement of, you know, your government should be afraid of you. You should not be afraid of your government. It's that kind of thing. Yeah. What's the ratio of chaos, just regular chaos citizens, I'll call them, to versus Imperium citizens? It's somewhere between one and 5%. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 They're still minority. Yes, uh, and it, yeah. but that that's Imperium wide. I think that the, on some planets, once they hit forty percent, they're able to take over. Maybe even less than that if they own yeah. the military. It depends yeah, okay. very much on how much you need to be able to take over a planet in the version that you want to take over. Do you want to take over religiously or sure. yeah, militarily? Gotcha. Yeah. Mm, nice. Right, we've got to wrap up. Yep. Cool. Anything else? No, that was it. Cool. All right, that's all from us. Thank you so much for listening. Details and imagery for the topics we've discussed in this podcast can be found on our website at layingdownthelore.com. We also have all our previous episodes on there, release schedules, merchandise, and you can sign up for the Laying Down the Lore newsletter, which includes exclusive info about upcoming releases, behind-the-scenes chat, and some extra lore not covered in the podcast. Again, if you are keen to support this podcast, just click on the supporters link in the description and give us all your goddamn money. We'll be back again soon displaying just how little Chris and I know. Until then, is chaos a noun? Chaos is a noun, right? Yeah. In the context of 40k, it is a noun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, goodbye. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Kill your masters. (laughs) 